Jeff Ogilvy survives Wingfoot. Now the moment Aaron Bradley has waited. Curry Webb is the five-time Australian Open champion. Golf at its best by one of the best in golf, Peter Thompson. Stand in front of a crowd like this today and win the PGA Championship is pretty special. He's done it at last. Greg Norman. his name on the Stonehaven Cup. Leishman to 11 under. Now we've got a new leader, kids. Here is Adam Scott. A life changer. Coming up next, you have unrestricted access to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going inside the ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. G'day everyone and welcome to a very special episode of Inside the Ropes, episode 131. It is our President's Cup special and I am delighted, as ever, to be welcoming uh, Mark Hayes Thanks, to the Ellie. team this week. Thank you so much. It doesn't seem like that long since we did the last yeah. show, so <laughs> I'm really thrilled to be here. <laughs> and yeah, you could have changed for us, just uh, pointing it out. Um, we have <laughs> the Executive classic. Director of the President's Cup, Matt Kamensky, as well. Looking forward to picking your brains about... What you've done I and what's coming. I don't know if you should be looking forward to that, but that's okay. I'll <laughs> try to even a, add some comments. It's yeah. a dark place, surely. Yeah. <laughs> Probably will be darker after the President's Cup, maybe the little day. And Justin Falkner, as ever, always Hello, good Ellie. to uh, have you here. Thank How are you, you doing? Good to be here. I'm good. It's good to have Matt here. Things are obviously going pretty well down at Royal Melbourne. If coming Matt's together. had a couple of hours to join us. So. Well, that's it. We've pulled you away from all of the action, Matt. Where else would I want to be? Exactly. <laughs> That's where I want to come. So can you give us a little insight into to what your role has been? You've been on the show before, but just a little refresher in terms of, you know, what you've been in charge of and for how long as well. I feel like it's yeah, been so a pretty lengthy job. This will actually be my 10th President's Cup that I've worked on, so um, oh, wow. uh, of the 13, so this will be the 13th one. But, um, 10 in a row? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, so since 2000, okay. so that was my first one and um, in different roles, various roles, but... Uh, I've actually lived here in Australia. This is my second stint, but I uh, did the 2011 event, and I've been here for the last two years getting ready for the President's Cup. We did have the World Cup last year, uh, but really it was all about getting ready for the President's Cup. And Yeah, so it's, uh, we've got a great team, and you know that's why I'm able to be down here and spend the time with you guys, because you know, the team is, is, is ticking along, getting everything ready for 10 days' time. Are you going to ditch the PGA Tour and come and live permanently with us <laughs> after this? Uh, I'd... I, no, I don't think so. But uh, um, I would love to live. I mean, this is the the best place I've ever lived in my life. So yeah, I mean, Melbourne has a special place in my heart, and for my family, um, we've absolutely loved it. And and for the PGA Tour as well. You know, we love coming here. The players love coming here, and uh, the golf courses are better than anywhere else in the world. So can I say one really obscure thing to you? Because I've been yeah. meaning to say this to you for years now. For you, I think we've known each other for years. Okay. Yeah, I, I think don't. I know. Congratulations, because you're the only American who says Melbourne cricket. Am I? <laughs> there are three. 330 million Americans, and not one of them says Melbourne the right way, except for you. Well, we train. We've been training. We've been training uh, our folks back in the states. We got about 70, 80 folks that are going to come down to work the event. So we've been trying to train all of them. So uh, hopefully uh, they don't say Melbourne, Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne, uh, Melbourne, yeah. Melbourne. Yeah, Can I so. be a PGA trainer? That sounds like a magnificent <laughs> job. <laughs> They're not going to want to stay at you. No, that's true. That could be hard work. No, very valid. Well, we've got a massive show coming up today. We're going to have um, another chat with Mark Leishman yeah. as well. He tuned in uh, last week, so it's always good to hear his thoughts. One of the most down-to-earth blokes I think you can find. Maybe behind you, Hazy. You might be up there. Uh, I think he's got me covered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to... I, I, while we're 
doing silly things with Matt here. We're obviously brought to you today by, by Drum and Golf, Australia's biggest, and they're a key part of the President's Cup yeah. too. Um, what role are they playing down there? Well, they're our official merchandiser. On, on, so on, on uh, site, they'll have a, a, about a what is it, a um, 15,000 square foot, or so what is it, about a uh, 13,000 or 1,300 square meter facility uh, right in the middle of our fan village. Uh, so they'll be selling all the Presidents Cup merchandise there, and they're they're already selling merchandise in their shops around the country. Um, yeah, we brought one one hat here, you know. That we'll, uh, yeah, the freebies <laughs> today. Yeah, the freebies for you guys <laughs> yeah. with the international team logo. Get everybody behind the international, <laughs> international, right? Wow, is that? Well yeah, is that? Yeah. <laughs> That was, that was unexpected. That was unexpected. I'm sorry. This is, magnificent. this is where we want to take this show. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's us firing. Yeah, so that. we'll see. Uh, um, yeah, the, Drummond's been fantastic to work with. And um, look, they're, uh, come on down. That's where you're gonna, the only place you can get the merchandise, so, yeah. other than their stores, but on site at the President's Cup. So. Fair enough. Uh, it, it, it's, it's epic. We've spoken about it in other forums, but the footprint at Royal Melbourne is enormous. Um, over the road at Sandringham, the old Sandringham Golf Club is enormous. Um, why is it that it's tracked? What What do you think newcomer to golf is going to take away from walking to the Presidents Cup for the first time? Because this is not your regulation tournament, is it? Yeah, I mean, um, I think you know, on a golf tournament, um, any any time you're running an event of any kind, you know, whether it's a sporting event or a, a festival or what have you, um, you're going to have that great content that everybody's going to come to see, which is the best players in the world, you know. But you also want to attract those other fans and 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 provide more than just what's on the golf course. There's, there's more time to be out there. There's, you want to provide great food. You want to be, provide uh, other entertainment and other activities for people to do. And that's, that's what, we, what we do. You know, I can't control anything that happens inside the ropes you know, once the event starts. But everything outside the ropes, you can, you can deliver a, a great experience beyond just uh, come and watch the best players in the world. Can you give us a little bit? So we're going to get to one of my experiences that I'm looking forward to coming to the President's yeah. Cup that doesn't actually involve the golf. It, shocker, it involves food for anyone that has <laughs> Can you give us an idea a little bit about the magnitude in terms of what's had to be built on the golf course and, and the infrastructure? Because it's, it's all over Melbourne. There, there is, like, kind of graffiti art all over the city. There's posters gone up all the way down along um, South Bank, which is kind yep. of the, you know, the main river that runs through Melbourne. Yep. Um, well, the Yarra is South Bank's the area <laughs> off the river. I should correct myself. There we go. Um, yeah, but can you kind of just just paint the picture of the wide-reaching nature of the President's Cup? Yeah, I mean, and, and it, helps, it starts with our captains, too. When you think about the, the two guys that are going to be leading these men, and that's what we've, we've you know, championed out there in, in our advertising that you see. But, um, you know, the event's bigger than just a golf tournament. And, um, you know, it's uh, while the, the players on the golf course are going to be amazing and we wouldn't have it without them, um, you know, it's everything else that we're going to be bringing to, to the event. And it's... Um, uh, when you think about the Australian Open, they do that so well. When uh, the Australian Open tennis here in Melbourne does it year in year out, and it's it's probably the best major in in, in tennis or the best tennis tournament that I've ever been to. But um, you create some of those things uh, on site, and the fan is much more sophisticated than they used to be. You know, mm -hmm. and um, and and one thing with you know from a, from a golf perspective. Um, you, know, you say it's not the traditional golf tournament, but this is what we do in the year, week in, week out on the PGA Tour, trying to deliver something that's more than just that golf tournament. Um, and I think people will come out, uh, a lot of people with golf, people tend to say, well, I don't play golf, so why would I even go to that? Well, do you ride a, do you ride a horse? Do you go to the horse race? Oh, yeah, I went to that, I go to the horse race. Yes, I mean, do you, do you play footy? Tennis. Well, no, I don't play footy, but I, do you play tennis? I go to the tennis. So 
golf should be in that same ilk, and um, and hopefully when people come out to see the President's Cup, they'll see that it, that it can be, and golf in this country uh, can take that step forward to, to do that as well. So it does help with the players, you know, obviously, that, that and, and the caliber of players, because I think you find with the um, with fans anywhere, they, they want the best of the best, and when they can have that, and they're going to have that at the Australian Open the week before, and they're going to have it again uh, here with the President's Cup. So. So, so what, in terms of fan experience structures on site, mm-hmm. what do we have to look forward to? Like, what for someone that's walking through the gates of Royal Melbourne, what are, what are they privy to? What does well, their so, ticket get them? So as you come in through the gates, just a, a grounds ticket, you first ask, ask, have access to our, our fan village, which is going to house the Drummond uh, uh, Merchandise Facility. It's going to have a city interactive zone that, you know... Um, uh, anybody can go in and just you know, test their skills uh, on, on various activities within that. Um, we'll have a kid zone for the younger kids to go and do some the fun activities that are golf related, but also just you know just fun fun things for kids to do a coloring wall and things like that. Um, Melbourne, uh, who uh, visit Victoria is our um, host uh, official host for the event. Um, we wouldn't be here without them, and many events wouldn't be, but um, they have a Melbourne Lounge right in the dead center of our, of our fan village that's going to showcase everything Victoria, everything Melbourne, uh, whether it's you know, wine, good wine, good coffee, uh, and then talk about the great golfing regions that are here in, 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 uh, in Victoria. Uh, and one of the really cool, I mean, food trucks and galore uh, will have a stage that will show entertainment during the week. Uh, but also, um, we have uh, Michelin star Raid chef. Oh, uh, Kurt here we Stone. go. Yeah. Here we go. Um, I'm in. <laughs> which is really exciting that uh, he's uh, actually doing his first ever pop-up restaurant here in Australia. I mean, he's been away from Australia for 21 years in Melbourne-born and bred. But uh, uh, along with Dean McPherson, our official caterer, they're delivering a Gwen pop-up. You know, Gwen LA is, is one of his restaurants in LA. Um, and so you're going to be able to have a taste of, uh, of that here at the President's Cup, starting on the Saturday before and running all the way through the Sunday. So there's there's both available which is pretty cool look at the smile on this look at the smile on this face Matt it's honestly this is this is something that I've never really heard of anyone doing and what I love about this you know being from Melbourne myself is latching into food is such a big part of our culture here as is the golf Um, and bringing those two together and and providing an experience on site where like you said so there's there's a couple of seatings I think it's roughly I think it's about 180 to 120 120 seats per but yeah it's yeah yeah but in terms of price range it's you can't it's a set it's a set meal you can you can you can book online and um yeah curtis stone who's probably one of our best exports um who we've started bringing back more recently for shows like masterchef and that kind of thing um he, he can cook. The kid yeah, he, can cook. Yeah. So anyway, so no, that's been high on my list. I've already checked all of the available bookings. <laughs> I'm currently talking to Channel 9 going, do I have Wednesday night off? Or am I, can I go and eat some grub? But, you know there's golf on, don't you? I know, but this is the thing. It, so this actually starts um, the weekend Saturday before. before yeah. yeah, exactly. So even if you just want a good meal and you're in the Bayside yeah. area... Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, just something new, and I love the innovation of it, I have to say. But I'm very Christmas biased. party there, maybe, inside yeah. the Rome's Christmas party. There we go. All right. Put I'm a word writing, that, writing that down as we speak. No. Straighten us up, Justin. You've got to ask him yeah. some golf questions. Well, you're talking about the course royal, and I think something that has been talked about a lot as far as the actual golf is concerned is how the course is going to be prepared, sort of, in, as you said, inside the rows. So yeah. How does the process go working with royal? Who's deciding things like how it's going to play. I think a lot of people think that Firm and Fast is going to help the internationals and a good international showing is would probably be ideal yeah. for this tournament. We don't want it to be a walkover. How does it start from working with the tour to working with Royal Melbourne? How does the whole process... Oh, uh, Richard Forsyth and his team there, the superintendent, uh, just unbelievable what they do and he's probably uh, our agronomy staff. So they 
how it gets set up is they, they work with him along with our competition staff. And then Ernie does have a little bit of say being the yep. host captain. Um, but I think uh, when you said firm and fast, that's the way Sandbelt is supposed to be played. That's mm. the way Royal Melbourne is supposed to be played. Um, and that's the way the players want to see it. Um, you know, I think uh, a lot of people say, does it favor the internationals? I mean, these guys are the best players in the world. Yeah, they I can really it, yeah. play anywhere, and they can figure out a golf course pretty quickly, um, I think. Um, but what, I think it's the knowledge that, that comes with the with the, the captain. I mean, Ernie Ellis mm. holds the course record there at a 60. I mean, yeah. imagine going out there and shooting a 60 on the composite golf course at Royal Melbourne. is <laughs> is unbelievable, and he probably should have shot 57. You know, I mean, he's, he had he left some <laughs> shots out there, you know. Oh, she's um, really hot. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> he would say the same thing. He said, he, I mean, Adam played with I me. Mean, I think he just... He, he went around there and just was just on fire, and he probably you know feels like he could have he left some things out there with mm. that with that sixty. So um, I think yeah, sorry, don't don't show this to Ernie. Show, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie, I'm here supporting you. Um, but uh, no, I, I think uh, these guys are going to um, the golf course will set up uh, the way I think a sandbell is supposed to supposed to play. But we also don't want it to get too crazy to where yeah. you know guys are winning holes with bogeys or double bogeys or something like that because they're putting off the green and. You know, with the winds that could change and things that, that the golf course can can do that a little bit. That's so. the thing that I love the most about Royal Melbourne because um, I grew up on the back of it, and my coach was Bruce Green, who was ah, there. So he used to like, yeah, who is a, a, another Melbourne institution on his own. Um, you have to be okay aiming away from the pin with a wedge, mm. and that is something that I think historically is, is probably playing into the the favour of the internationals because you look at the US, like the PGA Tour. The US Open is probably one of the only comparable events in terms of how hard and fast they play yeah. throughout the year where it's not just a target show, right. um, where you have to play so strategically. And f for me, you know, I'm starting to think about some of the holes that spring to mind. You know, th the stretch of three, four and five, which is includes two par threes, two reasonably short par threes, um, where you on five you have... They'll have a wedge, mm. literally a wedge in hand, and they, and they are trying to work out where to miss it. Um, I feel like that is such a rarity and it's something that's so special about Australian golf and it's a testament to, to the design. Mm. What are you guys looking forward it's to? It stood the test of time, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing two different winds really gusty mm. different directions. So that I was one who fell into the trap in 2011 as a journo saying the Americans won't adapt. This is the best chance for the international team. They're professional adapters. They, they are the best at it. That's why they're the world's top... 10, you know, all the American team in the top 22 in the world. Um, there's only challenge of the Sandbelt course. It's not length anymore, unfortunately. The challenge for them is wind. So if we want to, I want to see a gusty south wind one day and a brutal north wind another day and maybe something in between the southwest gusting or something on a third day of the four so that we see the course play different ways and we see the players adapt. That's my favourite thing because they're, they're so good, these guys. Uh, to watch them is just breathtaking. As long as it's sunny, that's what we want. They're sunny, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it's always sunny in Melbourne. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. So one of the things that I've noticed with with players that come from international, you know, international waters, so to speak, that that come across, and it's obviously the internationals actually kind of have the home advantage. So it's a little counterintuitive. Um, <laughs> go figure. I'll play on um, the bunkers in Melbourne. Yeah. So there, there is a thing on the Melbourne Sandbelt where you can play a course and you can historically know which bunker has more or less sand in it and they get blown around by the wind mm. and a lot of players come in with a lot of bounce and I'm going to get technical but a lot of bounce on your golf club and this is one of the few places on the planet where you actually want 
a wedge with not a lot of bounce on it because you, it, it's such a hard pan surface underneath the sand that you actually almost want to cut and dig in. And that's a shot that the first couple of days when, when the US yeah. team come over, they need to go and find, because especially if there's a hot northerly, yeah. all of the sand gets blown into certain parts of the bunkers and you can end up on something that literally, like this, yeah. it sounds like this um, in terms of preparation. So there are a couple of kind of unique things that should probably be high on the priority list for, uh, for the teams coming over. True, true. Oh, I wanted to take Matt down a different direction. We've asked him a few okay. Dorothy Dixes. I've got to ask him a couple of hard ones. Uh, we were close-ish here in 2011. Really close in Korea in 20, oh, doubt, yeah. 2015. That could have gone either way. But I think the thing that was in most people's memories now is of New Jersey in 2017. Mm-hmm. And it, let's be honest, it wasn't pretty. Uh, the American team was too good. Is there pressure on... The, I know there's new rules and new... Um, structures around what Ernie's asked for and everything mm-hmm. like that. Is the pressure on the President's Cup to produce something close here or not really? No, look, I mean, yes, 2017, I mean, I think you know, it, was, it was, came down to a half point on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, if they would have gotten that, it, they would have retained the Cup on, on Saturday night and I was happy that we went into Sunday with a chance, you know, and they played really well. I mean, the singles <laughs> and everything like that, and that's traditionally what the internationals have done. Um, I think what Ernie's doing coming in to, to start with four, four ball, I think that's going to help these guys to um, to get out there playing their own ball and get used to it. And historically, um, the internationals are better at four ball than at foursomes yes. as well. So yeah. kind of trying to play mm-hmm. to that. Yeah, play to that for sure. And um, you know, I think from from PJ Tour perspective, look, uh, you know, this is only the 13th plane of the Presidents Cup. Um, you know, in 25 years, it's it's been. Um, you know, we've we've had a lot of close matches. Yes, only one win by the internationals when we when we came down here in 1998. But there have been a lot of really close ones, and the scores may not show that. But um, when you go back and look at the matches, even in New Jersey, a lot of them came down to those those last two holes. You know, I mean, they and then it just went the all fell the Americans all fell the Americans way every time. Um, so you know, I don't. Th- I think the pressure is still going to be on the on the guys on Tiger's team. Really, when when you think about it, everybody keeps talking about how good they are, and there's no way they can lose. And same thing happened in Europe last year, and, you know, it went, went the other way for the, for the Europeans. So um, I think the pressure is always going to be on the, on the front runners. You know, I mean, I don't think there's any pressure. And, and hopefully that was one thing that Peter Thompson did so well in 1998 is, you know, he went in there and he, you know, he, um, or he uh, uh, thanked Jack Nicklaus and the team for coming down and coming, be, bringing the best players in the world, to, you know, that they were so honored to play against him. And then he went in and just told the guys, you guys know how to play golf and just come out and do it. You know, and so, um, well, it'll be interesting to see, but I don't think pressure's either way, but pressure probably is on the person that is favored to win more so than anything. And, um, you know, I think Ernie, but Ernie's doing some good, some amazing things over the last year to bring these guys together. I mean, it starts with this logo, what he was trying to do to get these guys to play behind something, both, you know, that something more than just a, Kind of a made-up flag in a sense. Um, this is this is a shield that 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 only the international team guys know what it really means. All, all the little intricacies of what he's designed here. So, I think um, you know he's brought these guys together multiple times, more times than any other captain has mm-hmm. in the past. And and that's the one thing that these you know, we've talked about before that um, you know the the international team becomes a great team by Saturday night or Sunday. You know, but you know it takes them that week to do that. But they've been together so much. They're playing at the Australian Open together. They're going to come down here ready and raring to go and. You know, both teams want to win, so it's going to be it's going to be an exciting match for sure. I think they had a they had a team bonding dinner as well. I think at the CJ Cup, I want to say KJ Choi yeah. hosted yep. um, a lot of the international guys. So it's been on few, their radar. Yeah. They've had yeah. a few. I mean, he put a lot of the the, the potentials together at the at the Zurich yeah. event. And they all got together. We kind of created what it would be like at a Presidents Cup. They were on in the same hotel, same floor, and they're doing the same thing up at uh, up at Sydney the week before. So Jeff Ogle we was saying that Royal Melbourne the other night that the had their WhatsApp group going with all the, as you said, the possibles mm-hmm. earlier in the year, and yeah. now they've got the probables in the WhatsApp, and they've been going out for dinner and things like that. And 
I think Jeff said Ernie was probably already one of the best captains he's sort of been around. So um, it sounds like Ernie's doing everything right, and they couldn't be in better hands, the internationals. And you're right, Hazy, they need a we need a good performance. And I mean, if Royal can sort of play how we think it will suit the internationals, and hopefully we I get think a good result. What's exciting too is you mentioned before that the young guys are on this team. You know, you've got six rookies and stuff, but you look at Abraham Answer. So winning at, uh, at the Australian uh, or, um, uh, at the Australian Open last year and coming back to defend, but um, he made a comment at the beginning of the year that his his number one goals in golf were making an Olympic team and making a Presidents Cup team. He didn't say I want to win a major. I want to. So they're yeah. aspiring to. You know, they've yeah. seen these. They've been. They've grown up watching these events mm. and, and the international guys are behind it too. They want to make the President's Cup team. We're going to have our, you know, a lot of those, those six rookies that are, are fired up and ready to go and, and ready to play for, you know, all these young guys on this team probably started playing golf because of either Ernie Els or Tiger Woods. <laughs> and it's amazing that they're able to play for him now. Yeah, that's very cool. It's and of those, of those six rookies, we've got four countries having their first representative in the President's Cup. Haotong Lee from China, uh, CT Pan from Taiwan, as you said, Abraham Ants from Mexico and Joaquin Neiman as well from Chile. So um, hopefully get those countries engaged. and Actually, countries and regions with Chinese Taipei, China, and then, mm. you know, um, running mm. up. So, yeah, and, and Japan. and Yeah, so it's, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, how do you think, you know, we look at the team, it's the youngest ever international team. Just as a, a discussion point, I'll lob it up to whoever wants to bite on it first, but it, it's not by design the way that this team's come about, but it will be the youngest ever international side how do you think what are the advantages and disadvantages of that I mean how could you know I mean the Americans have got three debutants that also haven't played a Ryder Cup either in I think Xander Shaw Flay and Woodland and um, yeah. Patrick Cantlay perhaps what did he yes. play last year yep. um, I mean these guys play big tournaments week in week out yeah this will probably be different but maybe the team aspect helps them I mean you're playing foursomes or four ball alongside a Mark Leishman or Adam Scott standing next to you and Hopefully that settles these guys down. And, I mean, the closer they get to each other and uh, the more familiar they become with each other as a team and hopefully the Aussie crowd as well. I mean, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of talk about, yes, I would love to go out and watch Ricky Fowler play, but if he's up against CT Pan and Louis Ustase and get behind the internationals because it's going to help them. And I think a lot of the players have talked about how when you're out on the golf course, it makes a massive difference. So I think if the fans at Royal Melbourne can sort of have any impact it's uh, by really supporting the international and I, th- I think the young team plays into a, the international team's hands because of the hiding we got in New Jersey I think that these people haven't been scarred they've got no memory of it no memory of that yeah. and all they know is what Ernie Els has been preaching at them for mm. two years so I, I you know I've been a massive cheerleader for the international team over the years it, it, you have to say something on the negative side when such a result happens but I think they are coming here with a with a totally new outlook on the whole thing, and I'm I don't want to say I'm confident in that, but um, you know I think they'll put in a really strong showing, and I think the youth is the key to that. Yeah, and it's important to to point out that Ricky Fowler will be in instead of yeah. Brooks Kepka as well. Um, and, you know, just a, I see no loss in that. Like obviously you lose the world number one. I, I get that. <laughs> you, it, from a team perspective, though, I think they wanted Ricky there anyway. He's a fantastic... I much prefer Ricky as the reserve than someone like Patrick Reid. I, th- I just think he's such a guy that can come in and can be paired with anyone. He's got a mm-hmm. wicked short yeah. game, which is always going to help around yep. Royal Melbourne. He's a great putter. Um, no one's going to... Loves the sand no belt. Loves the sand belt. Yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, fair point. But, I, you know, I just... I, I, we want Brooks there because you want the best ever yeah. um, that are there. We have the 12 best-ranked... Uh, injury-free yeah. <laughs> players from the US. It's an incredibly strong team. 
just sucks you take out the world number one and you whack someone in the world 20, top 20 <laughs> yeah. in your team. We would kill for that. You've got a really strong team. Yeah. 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 There's just no right. depth in American golf anymore, yeah. is No, there's just not, it's not, <laughs> not a golden era awful. at all. Yeah, we should talk a little bit about some potential pairings, maybe, um, that you're looking forward to seeing. Hmm. I'm going to lob it up. You know, have you, have you put any thought to kind of who you think might get... Put together, I reckon the Patricks might be a team. Um, Patrick Reid, Patrick Cantley, they've played together three times at the Zurich um, and just seem to balance each other out. Cantley loves classic golf courses. Reid loves the hype. I don't know, I think that could be Who it. does Tiger go with? He and Patrick Reid seem to be quite close. He and Gary Woodland seem to have struck up yeah, in a relationship recently. Yeah, I would say Reid. I would say Woodland for Tiger. Would but you? Yeah, I, I, they seem to really click as a friendship combination. And Yeah... <laughs> What a what a thing, what a thing for Gary it's Woodland, what a year! He become a father, yeah. become a major champion, yeah. gets on his first Presidents Cup team. Why not? Why not go the whole hack and play with Tiger as yeah. a pair? And, well, and Gary's going to. I mean, he, can, he comes from team sport, you know. Yeah. He's a great basketballer, yeah. and then he, he went Amazing. to golf because he knew he wasn't probably going to be in the NBA. So he went to golf and. To have that choice, isn't that nah. amazing? <laughs> to be an athlete like that, to yeah, be able to go and... Incredible. Oh, I'm just going to choose this, you know? I reckon they might. I reckon an outside chance of Bryson DeChambeau with Tiger Woods. I don't, I don't know why I'm feeling that. Yeah. Mm. I was just I thinking, like... can we get Bryson and Reid? I mean, if we want to get the international <laughs> crowd <laughs> rallying around each other. Oh, that's Good so point. true. Good well, point. he's going to be bulky, isn't he, as well, so pretty soon. Bryson DeChambeau <laughs> yeah. says he wants to put on 25... 25. Pounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. not kilos. Not kilos, that'd muscles. be a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's an extra half a body, but in all fairness, we should yeah. probably wrap up pretty soon because yeah, I'm, 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 I'm itching to get to our next segment. Yeah, well, Mark Leishman's going to be excellent, I reckon. Yeah. Well, I've got one last question. I know, question I can for, see for you. Maddie. Do. I, I, for we, me? Yeah, for you. Because okay. um, you, you'll be the bloke who knows the answer to this. Um, the nuts and bolts of the singles selections mm-hmm. uh, on the Sunday. Um, it's different to the Ryder Cup, isn't it? Because that, that's basically pick 12, pick 12, and we just come together and we show each other our list. But the yeah. President's Cup's totally different. Yep. Well, I mean, for, for all the picks. So really it's, you know, it's, they can kind of play off each other. Like if I do pick Patrick and Patrick, then you can say, well, I'm going to put Jason and Adam up against you, or whatever that is, and, uh, for Ernie. So, um, you know, that's, that's a pretty cool thing, that you can set up those matches like they did back in 1998, Tiger and Greg Norman. Mm. Um, you know, that, that, was, that, that happened because... I think they talked beforehand and made made that made that work. So um, it, it's kind of cool. You can you can set up the matches that you, you the, the public want to see, um, uh, or also that, that the players want to have. So I that think would be the best hour of television of the week. Put a camera in that room when they're deciding. Well, there is a camera in the room, so it, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it's shown uh, shown live. So yeah, oh, yeah, love that. When they make those picks and they sit across the table from each other, they got a little divider, kind of like. You know, it's like playing that's Battleship, great. you know, like... Uh, <laughs> that's, you know, exactly. that's what they're doing. How do they do cool. that? It's kind of like a write-your-own-ending book. You need, like, a, you know, like the tree graphs of yeah. going through... I'm like sure Ernie's going to have all the stats out there, seeing what he's doing. But, yeah, and so all the captain's assistants sit up there with the captain. They just kind of look eye-to-eyes, like, OK, well, I'll pick him. And it's pretty cool. Who what, do you reckon is going to be the international player to line up against Tiger? I think every single one of them is putting their hand up. They yeah. want to do it, you know. We, I mean, and the young guys especially, they're, they're sitting there, They have no fear. Yeah. They're, they're ready to just... They don't know... They're starting to see Tiger in his heyday, but they, um, you know, yeah. you hear like Ernie Els used to say, you know, you don't want him in your heyday. David Duvall would say that you don't. They're starting to see it now yeah. after Zozo, and uh, but these guys, they want to have a have a crack. Who so. would you most like to see play Tiger? If you could pick, who's your dream matchup? Oh, I'd like to see Adam Scott hand his ass to him. <laughs> <laughs> Ali. Um, Sorry about that, Matt, but I think I think that would be epic if you saw Adam Scott and Tiger dueling it out. Yeah. And it was one up on the 18th. Uh, and Adam, yeah. It would be Adam Scott's triumphant moment in President's Cup. Yeah. 
I think I think I'm actually with you on that, but I know that Hideki Matsuyama has a massive score to settle with Tiger after oh, losing Zozo. to him at Zozo, and he said <laughs> that he didn't want to. He didn't, yeah. <laughs> 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 he's got a score to settle with Jason Day for that. But yeah, I just feel like he said after that. Usually he's kind of like pretty mm, placid, and yeah. he was like, no, 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 I want to beat Tiger mm. next year, and he might get a chance even quicker. So mm. potentially there. We should ask Leash if he wants to have a crack. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can we can do that. Okay. Yeah. After the break, um, so much cool stuff coming out of the Presidents Cup some um, really inventive uh, additions this year around and it's uh, it's cool to be part of it really um, everything today has been brought to you by Drummond's Golf Australia's biggest stick around Mark Leishman is up next can't wait you're listening to Inside the Ropes The Golf Australia website is now the place to go to look up your handicap and so much more whether you're out and about on your phone or in the office trying to avoid work just go to golf.org.au and punch your golf link number into the box at the top of the homepage who knows maybe that last round was just good enough to put you in single figures while you're on the site check out the daily golf results at your club view our course index for up to date ratings read the latest golf news from home and abroad listen to Australian golf podcasts and interviews and watch video tournament highlights or tips to improve your game. It's everything a golf tragic could want. Visit golf.org.au today. The home of Australian golf. Welcome back, everyone, to our President's Cup special edition of Inside the Ropes, brought to you by Drummond's Golf, Australia's biggest Boys, we've got Mark Leishman on the phone. It's always a pleasure to chat with him. Uh, we've already grilled him a little bit about the Australian Open, but I've got a couple of questions up my sleeve, I've got to say, <laughs> coming I, into the President's Cup. It's, it's a big two weeks in any Australian golfer's life to come home and play the Australian Open like we spoke to Leish about last week, but I know that he's been heavily focused on the President's Cup for a long time and, you know, as the leading qualifier for... for a, did you end up being the leading qualifier, Leish? You may as well introduce you on that very loose <laughs> yeah, note. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what did that mean to you, mate? Because that was, you know, there's, there's a whole world of golfers trying to get into that position and, and you achieved it. Yeah, it was, um, it was pretty pleasing because, um, you know, when the President's Cup, pretty much in your home city, um, you know, I grew up in Warrnambool, but played a lot of my golf, um, most of my golf in Melbourne. Um, you know, to be on that team was a, was a real priority and uh, something I was thinking about, you know, before the points even uh, started, really. So, um, you know, it would have been a hard one to sit back and watch um, if I hadn't have played great leading up to it. So, it was, you know, I was pretty determined to... Um, to get on that team and, and hopefully be a leader on that team. So, um, you know, I've done the, the, the hard yards early, you know, just get, getting on the team and being one of the leading qualifiers. But, um, you know, it's more important to, to play well at Royal Melbourne there in a couple of weeks. So hopefully I can uh, be a leader sort of on and off the course and we can get us over the line. Royal Melbourne, the site of the only internationals victory in the President's Cup. There's got to be some kind of feeling like... I, I feel like it's kind of the better the beast you know with Royal Melbourne. She, she's a moody golf course. So what kind of local knowledge do you think you can kind of bring to the to the table, Leash, being uh, from Victoria yourself? Um, well, I mean, it's, a lot of it's about knowing the conditions. Um, you know, it's a, it's a heavy wind there. Um, it's important to, to know that. Um, you know, certain holes, if you get too close to them and when they're downwind, you know, you struggle to hit the green with a 50-metre pitch shot um, if you're in the wrong wrong position. Um, I think there's just little things like that. Um, certain pin positions you can't go at unless you're in a, a 
the right spot on the fairway. So, um, you know, it's one of those courses you have to play a few times. Um, Ernie obviously played it a lot and played it very successfully. So he's got, got some ideas. Um, and, you know, I'll do what I can to, uh, to give my knowledge to, to the other guys in the team as well. So does Ernie put the heat on you, mate, to, to pass your knowledge on, or is it left to him, or is it just one big shared sort of uh, kumbaya moment among the international team? Yeah, a lot of it's him. Um, you know, he's had some really good scores around there, you know, one tournament. Um, he's been pretty, uh, well, I won't say vocal, but he's been pretty um, pretty strong on what, you know, what we should do from on, you know, off certain tees and certain wind conditions and that sort of thing. So he's been, uh, he's got he's got his ideas and he's very big on game plans. So hopefully we can uh, get a game plan that, that will work for us and uh, give us our best chance to win. It's such a young team for the internationals this year, Mark. You've got six debutants. Do you sort of see yourself taking a bit of a leadership role? You've obviously been in the President's Cup team uh, a few times now. Is that something you enjoy doing? I know you and Cam sort of, bounced off each other really well last year and at Metropolitan in the World Cup is sort of leadership and especially with your knowledge of Royal Melbourne, is that something you enjoy doing? Yeah, I, I do. Um, you know, it's my fourth one. Um, you know, the first couple, you're sort of a bit of an observer. Um, last year or two years ago at Liberty National, you know, it was, it was a, that was a tough one because we got got our butt kicked um so it's hard to, to lead when when that's happening um you know everyone's pulled down and you know you, you do what you can but it's um when you're not playing well it's hard to do too much um yeah this year definitely i'm um hoping i can you know take that role and um you know it's going to be a lot easier if we can we can play well the crowd really get behind us uh, i think that's a, that's a big thing um you know, the americans when they have the, the President's Cup in, in America. It's a it's a real it really is a home crowd advantage. Um, and you know, I think what, even myself, when the last President's Cup was well not the last one, I was the nineteen ninety eight President's Cup. I mean I was just pumped to see all the American guys in um, I, I look at it as an opportunity to watch the you know the best players in the world and and it is, but I think it's very important to um, to get behind the internationals and um, really give us that home crowd advantage. I think that's going to be really big for us. Um, whether we're ahead or behind, I think that's, that's going to be like the 15th club in our bag. Do you think those uh, fanatics are going to be on hand, Leash, to sort of sing a song about you? I'm sure they'll be on hand. Um, yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun, those boys, uh, <laughs> all those guys, everyone. Um, it's a... Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it's cool when you're standing on the tee and they're, they're singing a song and it's about you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can have the fanat- the fanatics and um, and everyone else as well behind us. And um, you know, a lot of that's got to do with the way we start off. We need to get off to a good start and um, you know get the crowds into it. Leash, I have this memory from Liberty National seared seared into my brain of you. I think you hold a putt and then you went into the crowd and you grabbed a guy in a onesie <laughs> and gave him a massive hug. I think yeah. he, was he wearing maybe Canadian, Canadian colours? Was it? It's Canadian. Yeah, it was a Canadian onesie. Um, yeah, I had this impossible chip and I made it from off the back of a green and this bloke ran out from behind the rope. Um, <laughs> security chasing him and I've just hugged him. <laughs> and, um, which is a pretty weird hugging a, another bloke in a 
like or a onesie. But, um, <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty cool. The security went to take him, and I had to be like, no, 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 he's all right, he's all right, he's on our side. So um, yeah, that, that was that was that was pretty cool. How special are those moments? You know, when you when you look back on your career and you have kind of like the highlights reels. You know, what are some of yours that spring to mind from the Presidents Cup? Um, that's definitely one of them. Um, in what was a pretty lackluster week, um, uh, that, that, yeah, that's one of them. Um, I made a really good part on the 18th to beat Kucher in singles um, at um, Newfield Village, my first Presidents Cup, and then made a six footer on uh, on the last as well to beat Jordan Spieth one up in the, in Korea. Oh, yeah. So they're probably the the two, um, the, the three that stick out. Uh, but there's a lot of little moments during the week, a lot, and a lot of them come. That, you know, they're not on the on the golf course; they're in the team room, and um, a lot of the memories are, are made there. But um, on course golf stuff, um, it's probably those three that stick out the most. Hey, Leash, it's Matt here. Um, just uh, you know, golf is inherently just an individual sport, and then the opportunity to play on a team—what does that mean to you? I mean, I think that's just—you uh, talk about the team room and stuff. What's what's the most memorable thing, or just the the best thing about being on a Presidents Cup team? Yeah, I mean, it's having guys that um, that want you to hit a good shot or, or make a putt, um, and you wanting guys to, to hit good shots. Um, you know, not that you ever wish anything bad on, on other guys in in tour events or anything, but um, you know, you don't ever wish that they're going to make a nine iron or anything um, <laughs> in the Presidents Cup. You know, you, you know you're, you're hoping that all right, this is my man. He's, he's you know, I hope he either makes this or, or hits it really close or makes a thirty footer or whatever it is. And and when it goes in, you, you know, you're genuinely um, really really excited for him. Um, probably the only time other time that's ever happened to me, apart from a Presidents Cup or a team event, is is, you know, me wanting Scotty to make that part on 18 um, at, the, at the Masters. Um, and that was, you know, I was out of it then. But it's very rare um, in golf. So that's a, it's a pretty, um, it's, it's just pretty cool when you can um, have that, you know, guys falling for you and, and you want other guys to play well. Leash, give us a little idea in terms of Ernie's leadership um, as a captain, because every captain kind of has their own um, way to do it. You know, you talked about in the Ryder Cup, the pod system on the US team. How much has, has Ernie kind of looked into team dynamic for pairings, but also maybe statistics in terms of maybe the decisions we'll see in two weeks? Yeah, he, Ernie's been very big on statistics. Um, uh, you know, all year, that's what he's been talking about. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Actually, he's been he's been very very involved, um, and I don't know what. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the pairings. It's, it's, nothing's going to surprise me. Actually, just the way he's been been talking about the statistics. Uh, he's very you know confident in in his plan, and um, as we are. So hopefully, you know, we can play well for him and um, you know make it make well all of our dreams come true. Really, it would be amazing to you know. For all of us, but you know, for me to, to win that Presidents Cup in Melbourne would be um, would be you know, really would be a dream come true to, to celebrate that with with the other guys. But um, you know, there's a lot that has to go right, and um, it's going to be um, you know we're up against a, a strong team, and um, you know, like I say, we're going to have to play well. Leash, one of the little tweaks I think, Matty, is the four ball on the on the on the first yeah, day. Yeah, four ball on, on the, the Thursday. On Thursday yeah. 
So we've had, as you said, you had our butts handed to us in New Jersey, especially early days. How much pressure is going to be on the first pair, whoever it is? Do you want to be in that first pair out on Thursday? And, mate, let's t- let's get fair him. Do you want to have a crack at Tiger on Sunday? <laughs> um, I would, yeah, I mean, I'll go wherever he puts me. But, um, yeah, to get, see that first pairing on uh, on Thursday would be pretty good. Um, as far as the singles go, I think Tiger's, you know, he's, he's playing well at the moment. Um, you know, there's a few guys that have said they, they want a piece of Tiger. Um, <laughs> I, I've played a lot of golf with Tiger. Um, I can leave that to them. But if, if I get paired with him, I'm, I'm happy to play him. But, uh, yeah, I'm just happy to just play whoever. You know, hopefully I can play good, win my match and get a point. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to go on go and say I want to forget any certain player or play whoever's put up against me or, or I'm put against. Leash, one last question. Now, you know that we're all going to be behind the, the four Aussie guys on the team. There's no questions about that. But who, who do you think the Aussies are going to fall in love with? Who's that one guy on the international team that they may not know much about but you could see them getting a bit of a cult following uh, that week? Um, Hao Tong Lee, potentially. Very good personality, um, funny, no filter. He could say some pretty funny <laughs> stuff um, if you ask him the right question. So that could be, um, yeah, get some good questions lined up for him. Um, and then Abe Anta, he's a, he's a really good uh, really good guy. I've become pretty good friends with him. Um, very good player. Um, I think he could also be that guy. But, um, yeah, I, I would look for Hao Tong Lee to say some pretty entertaining stuff. I reckon he'd fancy a Leishmanlager too, Abraham. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon we could probably arrange a six-pack for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mark, as ever, it has been great to talk to you. We wish, we wish you the best of luck uh, at the 13th edition of the President's Cup alongside the internationals team. No questions asked. There's going to be plenty of support for you out there uh, that week. Thanks so much for the chat. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to Inside the Ropes. Plenty more to come after this. Hi, I'm Minji Lee, and I'm proud to be an ambassador for MyGolf, Australian Golf's national junior program. One of my favourite things about coming back to Australia is seeing all the kids getting into golf. MyGolf is every Aussie kid's first step on their golfing pathway. It's all about fun and friendship, learning golf and life skills in a safe and healthy environment. So, if your child is between 5 and 12 years old, be sure to find a program near you at mygolf.org.au. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Inside the Ropes, our special uh, President's Cup edition, and we just heard from Mark Leishman. What a lad. I mean, I grew up playing golf with Mark, and he is literally, he's never changed. He's the same bloke he was, I presume, like just chipping around at Warrnambool Golf Club growing up. Yeah, and he still gets back to Warrnambool and Port Ferry and plays every time he comes home, and I know he's one of the most down-to-earth people you'll ever meet. And I just wanted to reiterate my thanks to him personally because, uh, yeah, he approached me three weeks ago. He's listening to the podcast in Virginia Beach and said, oh, you know, if you need a chop-out in the next few weeks, um, come on. And he's obviously he's come on to talk last week at the Australian Open and then again this week for the President's Cup shows that we've done. I really appreciate it, Leash. Um, and I think everyone already rallies around him, but this week get in behind support knowing that because he's a bloody ripper. Yeah, really good guy. Now, I, last week we, we brought out our crystal balls for the 
Australian Open um, preview show. <laughs> I want to I want to pick your brains a little bit. I want you to. I'll give you a sec to think about who's going to be the leading point scorer for either team. <clears throat> and so I feel like, I mean, there's there's so many newbies yeah. um, that are kind of unknown quantities, especially coming to a golf course like Royal Melbourne. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Wapo Neiman get out there and yeah. play. Um, I, I feel like he's someone that the crowd could get behind first ever Chilean golfer. He just he gets it. He's a really like I think he's 21 years of age, but he he understands the big picture. Um, he does so much work for you know the, the junior camps back home as well. He's just kind of a salt of the earth kind of bloke. Um, and I think I'm not sure if everyone will get on board with his golf swing, but I reckon they'll get on board with his swag because he's kind of got a little interesting <laughs> golf swing. swing. Yeah, but I mean, we've got a, you know got a couple of interesting golf swings on the uh, on the on the team. Im and Hideki at Matsuyama are amongst yeah. those. But what and do you got, Hazy? Well, I just want to say, I mean, we, we would love to have seen Neiman at the Australian Open, but as soon as he got his pick from Ernie Els, he just made a beeline for the sandbelt. He's been down yeah. here this past mm-hmm. weekend, uh, you know, practicing and tuning his game, which I think is really smart. Um, got a lot of time for him. He seemed like a nice guy to speak to on the phone when we had the conference call a couple of weeks ago. Um, just another guy to really buy into early, buy low. We'll, hopefully, we don't have to sell him, but we'll watch him rise. His stocks rise through the years. Uh, I'm really, I loved Abraham Answer last year. There's no reason to think that he won't yep. shine again on the sand belt. He did so well with, uh, was it Roberto Diaz last year? For Mexico, yeah, I think, I think so, yeah. uh, they ran second in the World Cup. I'm really looking forward to seeing him again. Mm. Uh, his game suits the sand belt. Uh, who's going to... Oh, you're putting me on the spot for my yeah. tips, Ellie. I'm yeah. going to say that I think Patrick Cantlay, who's been the quietest, most informed player mm. for the year just about, and I think he might get put in parts of the draw where he's not necessarily against the best the international team has to offer, if that's the politest way of putting it. I think he's a red-hot chance to be the number one point scorer for the United States. I think he's had an epic... 2019. I can't see why it wouldn't continue. And for the international team, this is just pure bias. Adam Scott, he's my man, and he's, he's <laughs> going all in. I'm all I'm pushing all him because in on Adam Scott. You know, he's lived and breathed the Presidents Cup for f- 15 years. He's been the heart and soul of the international team. He's bled so many times for it. He deserves a break. Um, whether the international team can get over the line or not, you know, not really in his hands. He can play his part for five points. But I think he'll be primo primed to mm. get to get the job done. Two I, great picks I, there. Yeah, I think um, he's a, he's just that guy who fires up for this more than anyone else. Well, Adam Scott's got the most President Cups under his belt than, than anyone on either team. This will be his ninth. Um, and, and it's interesting you talk about Cantley because Cantley said openly how much he loves fast greens. He loves classic golf courses. He loves fast greens. He can't wait to come out here. Um, world number six, so maybe not quite a, <laughs> quite a shock yeah. that you're picking him. But he is. He's one of those sleeper bets that people might not know about. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, he's literally in the top six of the world. How about yeah. you, Matt? Oh, it's hard for me to pick these ones, but uh, uh, running the event. But uh, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean when you look at both sides, I think you know everybody's going to come down wanting to play well and and and, and win. Uh, I'll go to the international side first. When you when you think about, um, I think Hideki Matsuyama is going to come in wanting to score a lot of points and and, and do well on the team. Uh, but also Sung Jm, I'd like to look out for him. I mean that that kid plays week in week out and. Um, and he's just a grinder, and I think he's gonna he's gonna bring a lot to that team, and I think he's gonna do really well um, for the internationals. Uh, on the U.S. side, I, I think Patrick Reed's gonna come down and want to do something. Uh, being that you know that pick for you know coming down to a yeah. pick, I think he's gonna come down and he's gonna want to prove something. He does it. He just rises up in these team events, and I think he's gonna 
do it again here as well. So, uh, and you know, a lot of people questioned Tiger picking him, you know, and yeah. going in. I think there was a lot of that, um, and and Patrick's very thankful, and he's he's ready to come down. He wants to represent USA, so um, it'll be interesting. He got a lot of flack for what happened last year at the Ryder Cup, Patrick Reed. So I think if there's anything more dangerous than Patrick Reed, it's him with a chip on his shoulder. So <laughs> I think you're probably right. He'd be ready to come down here and play well and do well for the Americans. I'll take as far as the Americans. I'm taking Tony Fee now. I think Ooh. I think in the, sort of in the Patrick Cantlay mould, it's the guys down the bottom that are gonna uh, maybe a little bit off Broadway. He might not get a Jason Day or whatever, but it, he's gonna hit it so far at Royal Melbourne, and it's not the answer to playing that golf course. Well, we know that, but uh, he's such a good player. He's had a great year, and he's sort of solidified himself as one of those top ten or so of those Americans. And mm. I mean, he had such a good, great time at Royal Port Rush at the Open, and. Uh, He's a great player in his own right. And the other one, again, pick with my heart, Cam Smith. I'd just love to see him play well. I know how much this tournament means to him. He's been talking about it all year. And he's got familiarity with Royal Melbourne. He's played there in his junior days. I think a couple of Oz amateurs, perhaps Hazy or tournaments of that sort of mould, sort of now five or six years ago. But uh, he's got the game for Royal Melbourne. He's got the short game. And I would love to see Cam do well and put a few points on the board, hopefully with Leash by his side. But... Uh, it'd be super cool, and I hope he gets a great Sunday singles matchup as well. Yeah, Sun- Sunday M is very much on my radar. I have to say, more, mm. he made more birdies on the PGA Tour than anyone, I think, last is that season. Right? Than anyone, yeah, and won the Rookie of the Year race as well. Uh, I think they them. did it on the Corn Ferry Tour the year before, and then goes and does it on the PGA Tour. I mean, it's back to back. I think it was, of the year. Yeah. that's amazing. I think so, he was Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah, I know he's got a decent <laughs> record, and um, yeah, I, well, number thirty-three. Um, I don't know. I just feel like if you look at the stability of his golf game. I think he had, uh, I want to say, 16 top 25s last season. And so he's a guy that's usually, you know, you have a lot of birdies and you kind of lack in the consistency. But I feel like that's a guy that you can bank. You can bank four birdies of him um, every day. And I feel Mm. like, especially in the team... In, in the team kind of stakes, that's going to be important. So. Curse you and your stats and your objectivity. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I need, to, I need to think with my heart more, don't yeah, I? I and the US team side? What's the... Uh, the US team side, I mean, I just, I genuinely love watching Thomas, uh, Justin Thomas yeah. play golf, I have to say. Um, he's a guy that, he's a, he's a friend, friends with a lot of my friends um, on the US tour, mm. and he knows how to have fun, and I'd love to see he and Ricky paired up because... Yeah. I just think they're that good is a, they're yeah. good, yeah, they're great mates, and they're such a likable pairing, and so that's why I guess that's my heart. That's there my, you go. Not yeah. too likable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know it's all debatable. The that, that, that's one of the things, and we've talked already here about you know only wanting people to support the international team as much as they admire the Americans. When you get a team like that, they're going to love Thomas, and they're going to they already mm. love Fowler. The Reeds, on the other hand, they're the ones who are going to get the blood pumping a little bit. I don't think there's going to be any <laughs> danger in uh, Patrick seeing the nice side of some of the Australian fans. So, um, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be absolutely fascinating. It's just it's, we're really grateful to the PGA Tour to have it down here for such. You know, we didn't think we'd see it back after 2011 so quickly, but you know, through different reasons, um, it was made possible, and we're really glad now. Yeah, absolutely. Also happy to have the support of Drum and Golf, Australia's biggest start for our President's Cup preview show. Uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you guys, Mark Hayes. Thanks, you're Fantastic as always, Matt Kamensky. Good luck for the next Thank couple you so of much. weeks. We, <laughs> we hope that you can still and talk the week you're after. You're going to be out there that whole week, so that's good. Yeah, yeah no, we're all in this together, right? We're going to yes, put we everyone. Are. Put your hands in, and we'll, we'll do it. Kumbaya at the end of this. Um, Justin Feltner, you're one of the busiest blokes in Australia as well, with Mark Hayes. Um, he hasn't got time this, for a haircut. Ne- <laughs> 
Do you get that alarm? If the internationals win, I'll get a haircut. There you go. Don't oh. You heard you it heard, here. There you it heard it here first. Well, <laughs> that's it from us today. You've been watching episode 131 of Inside the Ropes, brought to you by Drummond's Golf, Australia's biggest. We thank them for their support and uh, look forward to the Aussie summer of golf. We'll see you there.